to Nerds of the Roundtable, a podcast on a quest for quality pop culture. I'm Jamie. I'm Dwayne. And I'm Sammy. And I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And those two additional voices that sound almost identical are proof, uh, a threat, a warning. The crossover is continuing. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the graphically novel crew has followed us over to Nerds of the Roundtable. So as we continue uh, to have crisis in the infinite nerdverse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, so on Graphically Novel, we reviewed Batman Year One. And there were a few snide remarks about how much Batman Begins was actually based on Batman Year One. Um, and so now we have finally come to Batman Begins. And um, we'll get into, I'm sure... Um, in our discussion, uh, whether Batman Year One is even tangentially related to Batman Begins. Oh, oh. <coughs> I'm sorry, you're sitting in my throat. Yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Um, this, this, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm sure we all have thoughts. Uh, but before we get into um, our, our Batman Begins discussion, um, we need to ask, we need to talk about the nerd alert. Is there a nerd alert? No. No! <laughs> That's right. Uh, so if you are enjoying our podcast or if you're a friend of ours or a family member who uh, likes us a little bit, go to Apple Podcast, uh, the Apple Podcast app, and give us a review. And it, I don't know the alchemy behind the algorithm or whatever, but I'm told by people who seem to know things that uh, those reviews really help us get found. That it turns us up higher in the search engines and all that kind of jazz. So uh, we'd appreciate it. If you're digging the show, do us a favor. Uh, rate us, tell a friend, all that jazz. But, so before we get into Batman Begins, um, we've got our two guests, the squires of the realm, I guess. Uh, not quite <laughs> knights yet. They're still squires. Um, Going to keep it 100. It's time to keep it 100. 100. 100. 100. Josh, are you ready? I am. Are you sure? 100%. Okay, I was just vamping until I got my timer up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go. Ready? Go. All right. So I'm going to recommend a series of books by Brent Weeks uh, called the uh, Lightbringer series. Uh, started as a trilogy. It was so good, and the author liked it so much, he's turned it into a five-trade edition. There are now five books in the uh, series. Uh, it's uh, science fiction. It's got a little bit of war. It's got some magic. Uh, it's an interesting take on magic. The, uh, there are people who can take uh, light in through their eyes and physically manifest uh, substances out of it and uh, create different things. So... It's kind of a different take on magic and uh, great world building, really in-depth, a lot of really great uh, characters. And uh, I've read the series, I think, three times now, so I would highly recommend it. And uh, if you get a chance, it's uh, Brent Weeks' Lightbringer series. That's my 100. That's awesome. cool. I always enjoy a different take on magic, you know, where, where people take the, the source, where it comes from, and how it's manipulated. And anytime you can revisit a series it means a lot oh, sounds yeah. like a cool x-man <laughs> actually I've, I've read it i've got him hooked on it's actually yeah, a series. yeah. did he steal yours no actually no 
Okay, good. <laughs> oh, that that would have been great if I had. I didn't even think. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you're right. you stole mine, so it's going. <laughs> All right. uh, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Go. Right, so I'm going to recommend the Dresden Files by Jim Butcher. It's a series about a private eye wizard that goes around solving crimes, uh, normal and supernatural crimes. Uh, he works cases with the police department, helps hard-to-solve hard to cases such as murder and lost people. There are many books in this series. Uh, it's always great fun. Uh, keeps me on the edge of my seat and makes me laugh at the same time. Uh, oh, it has great action, good characters, and uh, always mysteries to solve. Always trying to find out who done what. And that's really all I got. It's Harry Dresden, uh, Jim Butcher. And if anyone has followed us over from Graphically Novel, um, we did a graphic uh, novel version of one of those. And uh, I've, I've read quite a few of them. They're, they're a lot of fun. They're not exactly up my cup of tea. I mean, they're, I mean not, no, it's not, not the right phrase. They're not up my alley. Like you, I wouldn't actually think, like, that's a book I want to read. But once I start one, I always have a great time with them. Yeah. So, yeah. You're talking about like a 15. series. Yeah. It was say a series that keeps going. I think he's on fourteen or fifteen. I think he's on the fifteenth one point. now. Yeah. I think he oh, has wow. said out loud in public though that they sell too well to ever stop. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the the quality hasn't went down any. The, the I think they actually get better. Better than yeah. the first one. Yeah. I think I've read like I think seven or eight of them, and they're all good. Yeah, they really are. Have a good time. Wasn't there a TV series loosely maybe based on those books yeah. also? Pretty terrible. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it, but I know I'd seen uh, seen it on the guide. So yeah, yeah, you just dodge that. Don't even look at it because I'd ruin the book for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's always yeah. neat when a uh, when a uh, franchise just gets better and better. And you know, we're here to talk about Batman. And over the years, Batman just seems to be getting cooler and cooler. Kind of some debate up about Mr. Pattinson. We're still waiting to see. So let's go ahead and discuss Batman Begins with our opening thoughts and grades, guys. Uh, Sammy, why don't you lead us off here? All right. So, uh, you know, as a, a longtime DC fan, um, I somewhat suffered through Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. So uh, when I saw that they were coming back with a more comic book accurate Batman, I was totally on board with this. And I just feel like, you know, Batman Begins doesn't disappoint. It is a slow burn. Uh, I'll talk more about that a little bit later. Uh, but I love the casting, even though hot take, I like Katie Holmes better as Rachel Dawes than Maggie Gyllenhaal in Dark Knight. Um, but that's just me. Um, and despite David Goyer's insistence that they were not adapting year one, I do love the nods to year one. So, uh, if I'm giving this thing a grade, I'm going to give it an A. What? Okay. Uh, jo Josh? All right. Uh, I'm with you. This is probably my favorite rendition of the Batman films. Uh, it's got great action. It is more comic book based. Uh, feels more like the graphic novels. And uh, really, really enjoyed it. And a uh, couple of things we're going to get to, but uh, I gave it a B plus. Just, just out of the A range. How dare you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers on my grade. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, do I know what's your grade? Well, um, 
not being familiar with, uh, you know, the year one until just very recently, uh, you know, was not aware of the background for this. I knew it was based on a Frank Miller story, kind of digging some Frank Miller, you know, with, with 300 and um, Sin City there. Uh, this is a very slow-paced movie, but I really dig some slow science fiction. I really dig some slow burns when you build and build and build. Um, not a fan of seeing the Waynes get shot, but I did love the training and origins there that we had. Uh, I mean, in the character development, the casting, I mean, was near perfect. Um, I'm, I'm surprised I'm, that I'm higher than you guys here. I'm going to A-plus with this. Okay. All right. Um, Jamie? Okay. There are a few things about this movie that I don't love. Um, only a few, though. <laughs> they are very, very few. And it opened the way for two more great movies. Um, movies that, um, that I think are probably superior to this one. Um, but spoilers for Grateful, we finally get around to reviewing those. Um, this one's still an A movie, though. Um, I, I love it. I mean, it's got flaws. We've got a pan section and I've got, I've got stuff for that part of the podcast, but I love this movie and it, there's so much that it gets right. And so solid A. You know, and I, I agree with all y'all. I give it an A. We can get that out of the way, but it is definitely an A for me, but I, I really enjoyed the how like, it had all kinds of like, little hidden elements in it and it did uh, hit on the graphic novel a lot. The cast was great. had, Surprisingly, a lot of villains in it that really weren't mentioned the whole. I didn't have like a lot of screen time, but they were there were little Easter eggs all through it that I really enjoyed. So it was a, definitely a great movie. So an eight. All right. Okay. All right. Josh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> he dropped on his head a lot as a child. But, but there are lots of theories. <laughs> Hey, B plus is a solid. It's a, I know. I'm just is that above average. Is that what that B, B, B's, B's above average? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. or, yeah. I was wondering how you guys would translate from the Batman grading scale. You know, you come from Bale, Affleck, Keaton, West, Kilmer, and Clooney, correct? Yes. Okay. And, you know, going to our more traditional, you know, letter grade system, which you know, kind of broken down is A is awesome, B's above average, C is kind of cool. And you know, D is you know, don't don't watch maybe, and F is flee. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was wondering how that would translate. And I think we've only had what one D, at uh, least I know of. I gave Flash Gordon a D. Right. Yeah. Okay, maybe I too, because didn't the yeah. holiday special get a D somewhere? I, didn't one of us give that an F? I don't know. Maybe. I think there I might think have been some fleas on that one. I think Valerian <laughs> was pretty low too, uh, but that was before Sammy. Yeah. yeah, that was before my time with Valerian. <laughs> it was the very early days of the podcast. Well, guys, this is the time of the show where we like to get our fans out. And having our graphically novel crew on here, this is also the time of the show where we play their commercial. Graphically novel. Three brothers tackle a different graphic novel each week. Listen as the Brothers Fugit discuss classic and not-so-classic graphic novels. Subscribe now on your podcast feed of choice. Graphically Novel, three brothers who like each other but love comics. 
All right, so fans, and if we have, we, we tried to, we haven't done this yet. Um, or, or graphically novel, my brothers made me reintroduce all of our little segments, and we haven't done that on here. So the fan takes is where each of us take one, uh, one thing that we love about this movie, one thing that we're a fan of. And so, Josh, you're first out of the gate. What is one thing you're a fan of in this movie? Okay, I'm glad I'm going to go first because I got a feeling somebody else probably was going to mention this, but uh, I think the cast was just spot on. Every single person in here was perfect for the perfect for the role. I'm seeing one shaking head over here. Bale, he's the top on our grading uh, score <laughs> over on Graphic. He's the best Batman. Uh, I mean, you got Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox. He he kills that role. Michael Caine as uh, Alfred, just perfect. Uh, Gary Oldman, I mean, just the entire cast. I can't think of one person I would have changed out. Uh, even Katie Holmes, I like her better as Rachel Doss. I'm 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 in Sandy's camp on that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just I, I think the cast is is it was great. I don't think anything could have been done better on the cast. There, there's a few I would have tinkered with. Maybe had a few more casting calls before I wrapped up the shop. But well, you no, said it I... yourself, Jamie. Nolan has a very small group that he kind of circles in. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure he was reluctant to go there. Um, I'm up next on the fan section, and uh, I had to quickly scurry for another uh, <laughs> Josh Tucker, my cast. Uh, you know, this is probably the most perfect cast. Uh, you know, everybody was just nailed their roles. But uh, another thing that was really cool in the movie, I love that Batman had all the Bond gadgets, and I love Lucius Fox's workshop and how that worked out. You know, just all of those little toys that he played with. Let's just say I want to base jump you know? <laughs> and, you know just a little fun stuff and you know when he takes a tumbler for a ride you know does it come in black yeah just just yeah. all of that was so much fun and you see how you know batman developed his arsenal how all of that grew and you know ordering the face masks and then not being quite up to snuff and you know having to order ten thousand uh, you know, of, of, the, of something as well. At least we'll have spares. <laughs> so that was a, that was a lot of fun. So that that's my fan is you know all the gadgets that we see um, that Bruce Wayne gets to play with. All right. uh, I'm up next, and I'm going I'm gonna I'm gonna swerve a little bit. Um, my favorite thing that this movie did is it rescued Batman. Um, after Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. I don't think Warner Brothers was interested in making Batman movies. Uh, most people couldn't take Batman seriously anymore. Um, but because of Nolan's approach and just how good this movie is, all that changed. Um, to the point that now we have a, the Nolan Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, the Joker movie got made. That movie does not happen if Batman Begins stinks. Um, and so the Joker movie got made. It got serious critical respect. It won Oscars for stuff. I mean, none of that happens without Batman Begins being good. And so the, I, I love, my favorite thing about this movie is that it rescued Batman cinematically. Uh, Sam? Well, yeah, I'm definitely next. And uh, Dwayne kind of stole mine with the gadgets. I had that on the, <laughs> the best uh, Batmobile and Batsuit. Definitely my favorite Batsuit is more tactically functional. I really enjoyed the look of it. So and no nipples. And yeah, no nipples <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but yeah, that, that 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 was my opinion. I, I really enjoyed like, 
like Wayne said, the, the gadgets and stuff, but the, definitely the Batsuit and Batmobile was the best. I love the Tumblr. I do love Tumblr. So much. I've got a main crush on the Tumblr. All right. <laughs> All right, All right. You know, I said in my, my opening thoughts, this movie is a slow burn, and that's actually one of the things I really like about it. I'd like that we get an hour to see the development of Batman. You know, so often Batman starts with the murder of the Waynes. We jump automatically. He's got the suit. He's in the car, you know, all the wonderful toys, and he's doing his thing. And we really got a chance to see Bruce develop, the, the relationship with Alfred, you know, develop. Um, I like that we get to see that emotional journey before we get the suit. And to me, that's that's an important part of Batman that sometimes gets left out is that development. And so I really like that part of this movie. Yeah, I, I checked when I was watching it. It's a full hour before the main <laughs> suit is on screen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a long time. And, you know, and I'm surprised no one mentioned the training, you know, um, dealing with Raza Ghoul and Descartes. Uh, you know that was a really uh, cool section too. Yeah, I just think shadows. it's a, yeah. I just think it's a shame he didn't kick a tree or anything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to mention chopper. that too. <laughs> well, there's a pan section for that. We can bring. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. No tree kicking. <laughs> no tree kicking. Got, got an hour of training instead of two panels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the, the, I, I do agree that the League of Shadows stuff was really cool. I've always been fascinated by, you know, Ragul or Rayshagul or Razagul, depending on what show you're watching and how they decide to pronounce it. Uh, so. All right. Well, I think it's time to uh, – we've been awfully kind. Um, we've been generous. Um, we all gave it good grades. And so let's see if there's anything in the kitchen. Let's get our paint. All right. All right. uh, Dwayne, you had the highest grade. Do you have a pen? I, I do have a, a pen. It's very minor, and it's something I noticed in the in the in the graphic novel I was reading. It's something I haven't noticed in past bat movies, bat shows, so to speak. Is there a supernatural connection between him and the bats? Because sometimes, I mean, especially when he was doing, you know, when he was raiding Arkham, you know, and the bats kind of come through to help him. I know he had the um, the, the sonar thing that it showed uh, toward the end, but it seems like other times that, you know, in, in the comics, uh, the graphic novel especially, I mean, is there something other than just, you know, it's something that he's afraid of, a fear he's faced, and all. I, I would, uh, I mean, it's something I'd like to see explored a little bit more. You know, is there a little, and I know this is, you know, more of a realistic take on the superhero stuff. But, you know, uh, with it being a comic book, I would like to see a little bit more supernatural super stuff happening. That's my only pen. Well, that that would be Scott Snyder's Dark Knight's Metal. That <laughs> so, <laughs> explores the little bit of supernatural with the bat and such. Okay. So, um, the huge bat god from the alternate dimension and all that stuff so yep which is creepy. being followed up, which is being followed up this summer by dark knight's death metal 
And next year it'll be Dark Knight's Thrash Metal. <laughs> but this well, one's supposedly a Wonder Woman story. So. Well, oh, okay. Before I move on, Sam, I want to ask it real quick. Uh, and, and anybody can jump in here. When uh, Scarecrow had got a dose of his own medicine and he's seeing that the all black, really creepy Batman, is that something from another story? that was kind of brought in for this? Not that I've seen. No, not that I know of. I think it just looked cool. Yeah, yeah it did look really okay. cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that... yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, this is too cool not to be something, so I wonder if there's a connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my backup fan. I, I love the fear gas stuff. Uh, yeah. And I just snuck it in. All right, so uh, I'm next on the pan <laughs> section. Um, and this is the thing that... that knock this from an A plus to an A for me is there's a couple of times I end up rolling my eyes because it's clear that they're working off a checklist. Um, there's some, it's some checklisty stuff in here, man. I mean, we get multiple close up demonstrations of how the utility belt works. Um, and it feels like there was some kind of Warner Brothers studio edict. Like, okay, here, explain the bat ears, explain the cow, explain the belt, explain why he has the gauntlet stuff on his arms, all, everything. Why does the why why does the cape work the way it does? And it felt like there was some kind of checklist that Nolan had to check off on set and email or fax. I guess it's 2005. And fax it back to Warner Brothers at the end of every day to prove he checked something <laughs> off the checklist. You know, <laughs> and it's done. Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's a little much. They and it, they really feel like they had to explain every single aspect of Bruce Wayne's life and. It's just a few times. It's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I get it. You want it, You want a rational basis for everything. I get it. Everything. Yeah. It was just a little much. Roll my eyes a couple times. All right. Uh, right so, Sam, yeah. you're next on the pan. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, and it took me a while to think of something for this section. And what I come up with was how Marconi was like the kingpin of Gotham, and he just rolled over for Razzle Ghul that he had never met, like taking orders from this guy through Scarecrow, through a middleman. Like, if this guy's supposed to be like the underground king, why is he taking orders from somebody he's never even met before? I mean, that's why I don't understand how, how easy the villains rolled over for this guy. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple little plot holes, and that, that's that's yeah. a that's a big one. That's the only one I didn't. That, that was my pen, but I didn't understand why. All right. Uh, Sam from the other mother. <laughs> All right. Okay. You know, this is probably a nitpick, but I, I have problems with the sound quality in this movie and specifically the dialogue in terms of sound. You know, I saw this movie twice in the theaters. I've seen it on DVD. I've seen it on Blu-ray and I always feel the same way. I struggle to hear. I've got to turn it up because everybody's talking like this, you know, in this movie, you know, and then you get Zimmer, Hans Zimmer's score come in and it reverberates the whole TV because I've got the, the sound up to try to hear the dialogue. Uh, that's always, like I said, no matter when I've seen it, I've seen it in the theater. I felt the same way at home. I felt the same way. And every time I watch it, it's the same thing. I'm like, man, they should have upped the volume on that dialogue just a little bit to be I able to I don't know what you're talking balance. about, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? In all honesty, I, I don't think that his voice is as bad as people make out. You know, It kills me. 
it, it wasn't as bad in this movie. Maybe I can't remember if it gets worse, but I thought he was slightly intelligible. So <laughs> it, it it does make you not think of Bruce Wayne. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's it not works. Superman's glasses, you know. You you clearly like this is another person. It sounds like it. I mean, right. Well, you got to but, think the last time you saw Batman on screen was George Clooney. And then you've got Batman gargling marbles. There's, there's a, a big difference there. I think it made it stand out even more. No, but, but, to, but to back you up, Sammy, when we were, I was watching this with, uh, with my, my family, and I got my kids to watch it. And the first time he does the bat voice, my youngest daughter's head whips around and goes, why is he talking like that? That makes it so weird. I got the exact same question for my youngest son. What's wrong with this voice? <laughs> That's why you should never start smoking, son. <laughs> All right, Josh, what's your opinion? All right, I'll wrap this up. And apparently I'm odd man out, and I'm the only one that thinks this way. And maybe it's because I've watched this thing so many times. Every time it's on TV, you end up watching part of it. Uh, I thought it had too long of a runtime. This thing's over two hours. Uh, you know, and I've watched it a bunch, and I think there was one too many villains. You got Falcone, you've got the Scarecrow, you've got Ra's al Ghul and the League of Shadows. I just felt there was a whole lot going on for the origin story. I would have liked to have maybe not had the Scarecrow element. I just, it felt like the movie could have been clipped off a little bit. Just for me personally, it just kept going on. I was watching it, I was like, oh yeah, they're still, they haven't got trapped down in the Narrows yet. You know, oh, he's still got to get on the train and fight Ra's al Ghul. Like I forgot there was more and more and more coming. Does uh, this mean you hate the Dark Knight? No, no. It's 20 minutes longer, and there's like five more bad guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I, for an origin story, because we get the whole training montage, and it's his first time really being Batman, and he's fighting three different villains all at the same time. It just seemed like a little too much. Yeah, but there's only one ending. Dark Knight has like five endings. <laughs> it's like the Lord of the Rings. It just keeps ending. <laughs> that, that is true. Yeah, I agree with Josh. The, the, you know, the too many bad guys in a movie uh, it really bothers me. I think that was my biggest problem with Spider-Man 3. You know, I was right for it. The dancing scene notwithstanding, I mean, you've got so many villains and no time to develop any of them. And yeah, uh, I agree too. Uh, Dark Knight uh, Rises could, or The Dark Knight could definitely have had like three less endings. <laughs> I still love it. I mean, that, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't want to give away. I think we're probably reviewing that, so I don't want to say too much, but. Uh, <laughs> anyway, All right. I, I gave it a B plus, so it wasn't oh, yeah. a terrible deal. You made me say something bad about it. I had to say something. That's why we have our pants section. Well, right. we're brothers. There's like a cosmic law. I have to, I have to give you a hard time. Yeah. So. Yep. All right, you want to give us some awards? Let's do it. All right, first out of the gate is best performance. And I have the privilege of going first. And I'm probably not going to be agreed with. Um, I'm going with Michael Caine. Uh, I just think he's killing this movie. I know he's got the wrong British accent for this. I found that out. I, was, I read like a review of this and was like, yeah, most uh, most like high class posh butlers aren't, you know, <laughs> you know, doing the what caught me or whatever it is that Michael Caine's doing. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I mean, and he's he's so good. When, uh, all the different gears he needs to be in to, to to interact with Bruce and to to move the plot along, he nails them all. 
Um, when it's time for the dry wit, he nails it. Like when he, when Bruce comes back, you know, you can borrow the rolls. Just make sure you bring it back with a full tank. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> nails it, you know. And when it's time for him to be emotional, um, he nails that too. And and he and Michael Caine turns indignation into an art form in the entire Dark Knight trilogy. I just and it begins here. So yeah, my my best performance is Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. All right. So I'm next on this one. And I went with uh, Scarecrow. The guy was named Cillian Murphy. And I just I thought he played such a good villain in this movie. And I've never seen Scarecrow in a movie before. And this guy just nails it. I think he's the perfect Scarecrow. I wouldn't catch anybody else for it. And he plays a creepy dude really well. Well, he yeah, shows up with really the crazy eyes. Guy. He does show up yeah. with the crazy eyes. I mean, he does. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I can't imagine. After seeing him be Scarecrow, I can't imagine anybody else being Scarecrow. You know, I've read a lot of graphic novels with Scarecrow in it, and that's like who I'd picture. I mean, that, he fits the art perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect, yeah. Really. Yep. All right. Sammy, who's your best performance? All right. My best performance goes to Gary Oldman as Sergeant Jim Gordon. Uh, I'm going to continue my, my Gordon love over from uh, year one. Uh, I just think that you know, Oldman captures the earnest nature of Jim Gordon. He captures the heart of Jim Gordon. Um, just that scene at the beginning at with the introduction of him and Bruce, uh, it's just such a great exchange, the way that he takes care of the young boy. And, you know, Gordon is such an integral part of the mythos. Nolan had to get that right. And honestly, you can't go much better than uh, Gary Oldman. I mean, he can do just about anything. So. He is Detective Gordon. Yeah, it's all right. Gordon, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and uh, if we were doing a different Nolan trilogy uh, movie, I might have picked him, but just not this one. <laughs> all right. Uh, Josh? Yeah. What's your best performance? As much as I hate to say it, Jamie, I agree with you, Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> before i even rewatched it yesterday i was like michael kane killed it in this thing i remember him standing out from the last time i'd watched it from like two years ago i remember michael kane was my favorite part of this and uh yeah like you said he hits all the ranges all the different notes he needs to get and it's he's he's my ideal alfred not bashimi no not <laughs> <laughs> do we Oh yeah, we. I was gonna say, do we know who's in uh, year one or the uh, new Batman coming out? Did, yeah. did he uh, get Bushimi for that? No, it's it's Andy Circus. It's Andy yes, Circus. It's Andy Circus. I, I think he's gonna do fine. Yeah, he All probably right. is. I just can't wait to see a CGI Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm up. Go, I'm up yeah. next, and I'm gonna go ahead and uh, you know, I love. I absolutely adore Michael Caine. I love his role as Alfred. I love and adore Gary Oldman and his ability to be a chameleon in everything that he does. Uh, and his role of Gordon is great. But an, another actor in here, and, and I discovered this guy as a youngster in uh, two movies, uh, Empire of the Sun. Surprise, surprise, a Steven Spielberg World War II movie. And also in uh, Charlton Heston's Treasure Island, he played a young Jim Hawkins, uh, but Christian Bale, uh, really, uh, I, I enjoy watching him work, and he, you know, t- to play both roles, and to play the conflict, and the anger, and the, you know, resolution to do something, and in trying to figure out how to make Batman work, uh, 
in this origin story. I think he done a great job. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard. I think there's only one real wrong answer. I mean from the from the main cast. I mean they're all so good. I mean I'm not I'm gonna give Josh a little bit of a hard time. Oh yeah, none of those there. answers were wrong. Yeah, no, yeah. none of, none of those were wrong. I mean Cillian Murphy, uh, you know, I, I was introduced to him in 28 Days Later. I mean he's a phenomenal actor and mm-hmm. uh, it just just creepy and weird as Scarecrow. And Morgan Freeman is so good as Lucius Fox. Oh, how how yeah. good is Morgan Freeman? Yeah, this this cast is awesome. When you know with Bale, when you start thinking about uh, American Psycho and the mechanic, and you know these really off the wall movies and the things that he puts his body through, uh, and then when you get to see him play the ex vice president, it's a totally Strange, strange thing. <laughs> and Ken Miles in Ford v Ferrari. Yeah, hard to believe he was ever Batman. Yeah, yeah. you know we we call Gary Oldman the chameleon, but I think uh, Bell's doing a really good job right now. He's yeah. Oldman's understudy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we no longer have Oldman with us. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Um, well, our best. Uh, our next word is best scene. Uh, Sam, I, I think I think I know what you picked. Uh, so you go first, and I'll and I'll fist pump it. If will know if I was right or not. What's your wrong. best scene? But my favorite's when the the whole uh, Narrows is gassed up, and he's flying over the crowd with his little uh, red eyes and stuff. I heard you. Yeah, that's when I picked. I just love the the scary factor of Batman, how the crowd seen him. Just mm. I thought it was pretty cool. That's not the right answer. That's not what you were supposed to say. Well, my right answer is something else that you're I'll thinking tell, of. In a second, I'll tell you what your right answer is. Okay. <laughs> That's not oh, a bad wrong. one, though. I do love that scene, but it's not what I thought it. you were going to say. All right, Sammy, what's your best, uh, best scene? All right, best scene for me is when Gary Oldman finally gets behind the wheel of the tumbler. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they foreshadow that a little bit earlier when when you know Gordon sees the vehicle and is like, wow, I gotta get me one of those. And then when he finally gets to drive it, you know, that is such a payoff moment. And he just looks like he's having a blast driving that thing. So. I love that though he has that moment where he gets in, he looks like like the old person in the young person's car. Can't figure out to turn off the radio. <laughs> Josh, what's your best scene? All right. Well, that was a good one with the uh, Tumblr. The, uh, my favorite scene was the uh, dock scene when he's going to uh, get Falcone for the first time. And, and you first get introduced to him as Batman. Uh, it was a long wait for us to see it in the movie. And I feel like that scene was paced well, that it builds some tension. You see the guy shooting at the shadows. You see all the stuff happening. And then you get the reveal of him hanging upside down and dropping in. And I thought that was a really awesome introduction to the new new Batman. That's a good one. Yeah, Dwayne. Well, I'm going to give uh, the right answer before you do, Jamie. I believe here, but uh, I'm going to take the drugged trial from the moment he inhales the crushed flower till he carries. Uh, Liam Neeson down the hill and leaves him with the guy to heal. I love the trial there where, you know, you see from the perspective, everything's going crazy and, you know, he gets to cut on the arm and he, and he cuts the uh, other guys, you know, that are, that are making the uh, distractions and, and camouflaging Descartes. And he uses that to his advantage. And you see him begin to use that camouflage and that deception. Uh, and, you know, of course you have Ken Montabi blowing stuff up 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. All right. Well, you all convinced me that I'm 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 pulling the Dwayne Justice rules out. <laughs> just go with my favorite scene. This is your favorite scene, not the best. All of y'all had great arguments for why those were better scenes than what I picked. Um, the Tumblr chase, man. All of it. I mean, every second of that first Tumblr chase. I mean, I I love that. I know Sammy rolled his eyes when I said it, but I love that vehicle. It's my favorite <laughs> Batmobile ever. I love. I from. I mean. All of it. I mean, the stealth mode, the ways of just plowing through concrete barriers, you know, driving across rooftops. I, I love every bit of it. Even the goofy little bits where he goes under the dashboard. It doesn't really make any sense in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks cool. And I just, I love all of it, man. Just how tough that thing is. And it just you know, looks mean. You know, for this movie, the Tumblr works, okay? It's not my favorite Batmobile at all. 89 will always hold my heart. So, <laughs> but you know, I love the Tumblr. <laughs> I do like the Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. I liked yeah. everything about it except for when he does the fighter pilot mode and he goes down into Dash. That's the most unnecessary part of that thing and it gets on my nerves. I like it makes no it. sense, but it, it does, really doesn't. I think it still looks cool. <laughs> I love the Tumblr. I mean, I it looks have... cool, but what can he do down in that hole that he can't do in the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing. He can't lay it down. It just looks cool. He can't, he can't look as cool. And he but doesn't he have the bike yet, so... Yeah. You know, so he, he even takes the controls that. with him, so his like, triggers are still on the steering wheel. It's like he doesn't get a new steering wheel. And you would think it would just freak Katie Holmes out more, you know, can't, you know got the fear gas heater over there. He's just moving around, ducking under the dashboard. Yeah, I don't know. I love it, though. I even like the bat pod. Uh, all of it. Right. <laughs> I guess that is favorite. It's clearly favorite. Yeah. I've got no, I've got no reasons. I've got no arguments. I just love me some Tumblr. <laughs> just because it's cool. Yeah. Rule of cool, right? Uh, anyway. All right. So, uh, best character. Uh, Sammy, you get the privilege of going first. All right. So, best character for me, and we've already mentioned him, is Killian Murphy's Dr. Jonathan Crane. Um, you know, he's just fabulous. He is, uh, you know, when you think about Scarecrow, he's this mix of super villain and horror icon. You know, he's that this this kind of in the middle. You know, when you think about something as like the Arkham Asylum video game always comes to my mind. You know, that was a fantastic version of Scarecrow. And I can see Killian Murphy being that version with the, the syringes on his fingers and things like that. I can see him playing that type of Scarecrow. So it was just cool to see him. Scarecrow has always been one of my favorites of the rogues gallery. Um, I used to say Riddler, but Jim Carrey kind of ruined that for me. But um, <laughs> so Killian Murphy's Scarecrow is definitely going to be my best character. <laughs> sure. right. He was good, uh, especially when uh, Rachel Doss shoots him in the face with the taser, and he's doing that crazy <laughs> laugh as he's riding away on the horse. That, <laughs> that was, was fantastic. Yeah. Or, or even the little, Dr. Crate's not here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was all good stuff. Uh, but All I right. went with uh, right Captain Obvious on the nose, Bruce Wayne or Batman as the best character in this. Uh, I like that you you see the trauma when he's a child and you see the bitterness and the anger through his teen years to the fact when he's going to the trial, he's taking a gun. I mean, this dude's 
not doing well with the guilt of his uh, losing his parents. And we see him transform with Ra's al Ghul, going to basically accepting the guilt and the loss of his parents and changing his mindset to, I'm going to be something positive. I just think it was a really good arc for Bruce Wayne becoming Batman in this one. I really like this rendition of it. You get to, you get to see the whole process. Yep. All right. Now, this, this is the part of the show where Dwayne always gets creative and casts his favorite character instead of best. This is always the award where he gets Trixie on us. <laughs> well, this is where he gives Rachel Dawes a nod, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just glad Morgan Freeman reformed himself from Shawshank Prison and was able to find a, a, a job in research and development at Wayne Enterprises. Uh, I love Lucius Fox. Uh, you know, he's kind of the kind of the Q, kind of the armorer. You know, and uh, you give Morgan Freeman a phone book, let him read it, and I'm in. You know, just just give him something to do, and I'm I'm a fan. Uh, I loved his character, and now he's just like, you know, I don't care what you do, <laughs> and I don't need to know. Just treat me like I'm stupid. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and he he's so charming in this movie. I mean, yeah, I love it. Yeah, and yeah, it's Morgan Freeman at his most charming. Yeah. Yeah, and think about how his character develops from this movie to the next. You know, where here he's kind of, you know, just don't treat me like I'm stupid. Till it turns into almost, you know, the Jiminy Cricket character uh, for, for Bruce, you know. All right. Um, I, I think I, I think I may be uh, doing the Oscar rules or just or picking my favorite again. Uh, so I was going to pick the Tumblr, but I'm pretty sure it's not a character. <laughs> um, <laughs> Listen, Jamie. If I'm not allowed to pick ships in Star Wars, you're allowed to pick movie. Uh, but I, I'm going to agree with Josh. Um, I love this Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Um, it's my, this is my favorite. This is my favorite Batman. Um, I, I even get the voice. I, my kid may make fun of it, but I I love it. It make it makes sense. He doesn't sound like Bruce Wayne. I, I'll give him that. It does sound like he's hurting himself as he's doing it. But, <laughs> but I don't think, hey, that's Christian Bale. Um, I just, I, I love, I love the, the, the torment he's going through. I love the new purpose. But still, like, even as he's got new purpose, and even as he's driven now to be Batman and to accomplish things for his city, there's, you can still see the pain um, that he's carrying around. And it's uh, also, I'm doing that divide and conquer thing. I didn't, I didn't know how to decide between Christian Bale's best performance or Michael Caine, so I just, Divided. Them. Split them up. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sam, who's your best character? Well, you can tell we're brothers because we all three picked Batman. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I was gonna pick Scarecrow first, but I was like, you know, I think he done a better performance. So I picked him, so I was like, I, Batman's gonna be the next, the best character. Okay. So, and I agree with everything y'all said. So, <laughs> y'all y'all done all the heavy lifting for me. <laughs> Glad I got the end. Riding the coattails on that one. Yeah. I'm like a blister. I showed up when the work was done. <laughs> All right. Uh, so our last award is best quote, and uh, this might be one of our like on Grace and Oliver. We all like four out of five of us picked the same quote, but we'll we'll see. I'm a little afraid. I tried to be clever and gave up, so <laughs> I'm going to agree with somebody. Uh, Josh, what's your best quote? My best quote was Alfred being snarky 
when Bruce Wayne's trapped under a burning log and he says, what's the point of all those push-ups when you can't yeah. even lift the log? I laugh at that. I know it's coming. I've watched that scene a million times. I laugh every time I see that. I'm not sure about that timing, but... Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, Dwayne, what's your best quote? Well, I think I've got the uh, the obvious right answer here. It's uh, when uh, Descartes is speaking to Bruce uh, he says, I know the rage that drives you, the impossible anger, strangling the grief until the memory of your loved ones is just poison in your veins. And one day you catch yourself wishing the person you loved had never existed. So you'd spend, and my text cuts off. But yeah, that <laughs> quote right there. <laughs> I don't remember that last part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's a really good one. That that's yeah. probably Liam Neeson's best best monologue in the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh but it's not what I picked. Um oh, wow. I thought, uh so it's 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 repeated twice. Uh, I'm gonna go with the second time it's used, and it's when about um Bruce Wayne I can't want to call him Bat Wayne. Uh, Bruce <laughs> Wayne. Um Bruce Wayne says, I wanted to save Gotham. I failed. And so Alfred says, why do we fall, sir? So we can learn to pick ourselves up. And I like the way it finishes, too. He says, you still haven't given up on me? Never. But I love that, so we can learn to pick ourselves up. And I, I just love that quote. And I yeah, love the way Alfred delivers times, it there. Yeah. 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 And Michael Caine's enunciation for never. I right? love it. Never. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's part of it. It helps. Yeah. yeah. It helps. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sam, what's your best quote? All right, so uh, I had that wrote down. I scratched it out earlier. So, and what I picked was it's not really the best quote. As I was saying it, you scratched it out. No, that's before the show started. <laughs> but no, I, I thought that that's a really good quote. So, what I actually wrote down was it's not really a quote. It's the best Batman line, and it's when he had Flash hanging from his leg and trying to put the fear into him. He says, "Don't swear to God, swear to me." Swear to I thought it was just, yeah. I thought it was like his best gravelly Batman voice. So, that's what I, <laughs> yeah. I liked it. I liked it. You know, and, and speaking of Flats, nobody mentioned Flats as the best character. And, I thought and about it. When we were talking about year one, this is probably the biggest departure from year one is the, this version of Flats, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it feels like he's half Flats and half Harvey Bullock. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. So, you know, you guys have shared a lot of really great lines. Um, lots of good dialogue. Dwayne shared about five of them in his fan. Uh, you know, <laughs> y'all notice how he worked, weaved those in just a little bit. Uh, but you know what? I, I've got to pick one from almost the main beginning. And I can't help it, but kind of sim do sim a similar voice for this. The enormous prisoner. You are in hell, little man. And I am the devil. Bruce, you're not the devil. You're practice. Not <laughs> there. You're not the devil. You're just practice, buddy. <laughs> I love that one. So. Yeah, I, I thought about that one. Uh, I really thought was that I was going to be like one of like three or four people picking the pick yourselves up one because they just keep saying it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it was too obvious. Yeah. Yeah. No, Nolan was giving us clues. Like, hey guys, this is the point. <laughs> Pay attention. Yeah, this is what this movie's about. 
But you know what this movie is about, you know, is origins. It's, you know, discovering your own superpowers. An actor who has, you know, became such a super sensation. An actor who, you know, started off his superhero career as John Constantine. Also, you know, became a great superhero is Neo. But how does the origin of Batman connect us to our beloved Keanu Reeves? Okay, well, I'm, I guarantee you, at least one of you will be deep diving on IMDb when I'm done. Um, <laughs> it'll be worth your time, I promise. All right, My so, Google Foo is ready. Yeah, there is an actor in this movie who has had a very interesting career. He's worn a lot of hats and worked in a lot of different places. So here's a sample of the countries he's worked in. The U.S., the U.K., Hong Kong, China, Thailand, India, Yes, Bollywood and Vietnam. There's a Bollywood connection to Batman Begins, guys. Um, <laughs> here's a sample of the jobs he's had. Martial arts fight trainer, action coordinator, actor, writer, producer, stuntman, and personal trainer to country music stars. Here's a sample of the movies he's done. And this is wild. Skyfall, Shanghai Noon, Bulletproof Monk, X-Men First Class, Mulan, the one's coming out soon. Once Upon a Time in Vietnam, Black Dynamite, Syriata, Walker, Texas Ranger, Lethal Weapon 4, Spawn, Double Dragon, poor man, American Assassin, Venom, and Jason Bourne. All of those. I didn't even mention all the Bollywood movies. <laughs> um, and in Batman Begins, he played Hazmat Technician. <laughs> and yes that's a hint this took a while yeah so he played a hazmat technician in this movie um his name is i don't have his first name down it's uh R roger what you i know i just butchered that roger you um but most recently and most importantly for our purposes he did stunt work and played huang in John Wick 3, and that is <laughs> our very butchered Keanu connection. <gasps> and all those words together <laughs> was the Keanu connection. <laughs> uh, I even got online and tried to get pronunciation guides to how to say his names. But, <laughs> but you'll, you'll know his face. You've seen him and stuff. Uh, but yeah, he was hazmat technician. <laughs> That's great. I yeah. love it when it's yeah. It it took a while. <laughs> okay. Well, on behalf of my fellow nerds, I would like to thank the graphically novel crew for uh, for it, it partaking in this crossover with us. Jamie, you must say. Uh, well, actually, we we've got um one little thing that we I forgot to put in the notes, and it's my fault. We okay. were going to say like what we thought about this thing connecting to Batman year one. Oh, okay. uh, so did everybody have one little uh, a comment they wanted to make about that? Because I'm sorry, I didn't put it in the notes. That's my fault. Um, I, li I like the little touches that are there. Like, like the, I mean, all the things that Flash does in this movie are straight out of Batman year one. Um, mm -hmm. There's there's little nods, but to say it's based on Batman year one, I, I, <laughs> I give that a thumbs down. It's not. Yeah. Well, you know, I, th I think the most, the interesting one for me was the bats and using the, the, the sonar in the heel 
because that's such a cool scene in the graphic novel and to see it really played out and the way that that they play Batman in that scene going down the column you know and all of that I think to see that come alive for me was one of the probably the coolest things in this movie yeah I I would agree with that the uh that whole scene was kind of right out of year one. He's stuck in a building. The SWAT team's on the way. You know, even Gordon's like, they say the SWAT team's on the way. And you see Gordon like, oh, man, I got to get in there and do something before the SWAT team gets here. That carries a little more weight after you've read year one. And you realize what the SWAT team was going there to do. So that was a pretty cool. No, at, at least they didn't firebomb it. <laughs> they didn't yeah, it's true. from a helicopter on top of the building. So they, yeah. It's true. But, but yeah, that, that, that whole scene was a pretty cool nod to the comic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw how this connected with uh, Batman Year One. You know, they both had Batman in the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. That's a thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam. What did you think? Uh, I didn't have nothing prepared for that, but yeah, I agree with I, the. They had the flash stuff and the bat stuff was really close, but it wasn't a whole bunch. Yeah, you had Commissioner Loeb. I mean, they carried some of the character the names. names over. Yeah, the names. <laughs> yeah. Really. yeah, you had the names, but not really a lot of connection. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and we, and we had Gordon early in his career. I mean, there was a few little things, yeah. but not not a lot. Yeah. All right. Um, well, our next quest uh, for the Nerds Thirty on Table is one of my picks. We're gonna watch the brilliant but tragically ignored Baby Driver. Uh, <laughs> And I, I and I do recommend um, if you if you if you if you follow along and like watch the movies before you listen to the reviews, this is one I highly recommend. Um, it, it it got ignored. It made no money. <laughs> Nobody saw this. I think but me and Dwayne when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's a really good time. It's a really fun movie. And it's I think fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if this is an Edgar Wright jam, if you like car chases, if you like music, and if you like heist movies, this is a blast. And it has such an interesting cast of characters, and I'm sure we'll talk about that uh, next week. (laughs) I'm sure that'll come up. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, I know we were talking earlier before we started recording about the the Batman connection. There's not really a direct Batman connection here, but uh, I know one of the uh, the graphically novel co-hosts refused to watch it unless there was a Batman connection. Well, now this connects directly to your show when you guys cast it. I believe uh, John Bernthal has been cast as Batman a few times. Yeah, and he's one of the he's one of the the criminals in here. So you have uh, Ansel Eggert, you have uh, you know the much maligned Kevin Spacey, phenomenal actor. Don't agree with the guy's personal life or personality, maybe, but you know, great actor. You have Jamie Fox. You've got Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, has he, has your curiosity been piqued? Yes, there's a <laughs> good. There's a criminal John Ham too, correct? Yes. Yeah, he's this, good. Yeah, this. yeah. yeah good I like John Ham. All right, we gotta good. save it for the save it for the podcast. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right, all right. Well, let's uh let's jump in our tumbler and keep it nerdy. <laughs>